0: Here in the Bruce Hill Podcast, I love recapping TV shows and the beers that go with them. I just got done recapping Apple TV's For All Mankind, their fourth season, and another amazing show has just had their fourth season begin. That is, True Detective from HBO. And I'll be recapping here at Bruce Hill for their very first episode of their fourth season. How was it? Let's talk about it, but first. Let us begin. Cheers, everybody, welcome to Bruce Hild. I'm your host Brandon, and for the subs of Bruce Hild, I'll be recapping episode 1 of the 4th season of True Detective from HBO. True Detective is a very unique detective series, as each season is its own standalone story in its anthology-based format. For season 4 comes back after a years-long hiatus for the series, and it's now back, and better than ever, with a very unique and disturbing mystery that takes place in Alaska. Our main characters for season 4 are Detectives Danvers and Reyes former colleagues who now find themselves working together in a really disturbing mystery involving missing scientists and a cold case from years past. So I'll be recapping episode 1 here in Brewer Stilled for a True Detective from HBO. Before I begin though, what beer am I pairing for this episode of Brew Stilled and for episode 1 of True Detective from HBO? For the beer comes to us from Alaskan Brewing Company and it's their Amber Ale. I figure since True Detective takes place in Alaska, it makes sense to have an Alaskan beer for episode 1. For this beer, The Alaskan Amber Ale from Alaskan Brewing Company is made from Glacier Water and also blend the finest quality European and Pacific Northwest hop varieties in a premium two-row pale and specialty malts. For the flavor it has, a rich malty flavor that's also long on the palate and lingers for quite some time, including some nice hop backing to make for a very excellent amber-colored alternate-style beer that's also well-balanced. The flavor is excellent. For the head on top, it doesn't linger, it actually fades after a few seconds but also does not take away from the quality of this excellent amber ale. And also nice red coloring as well for a perfect red amber ale and a fine product of Alaska's craft beer scene. For an amber ale like this, it's definitely good for the winter season and also great beer to have for a true detective from HBO given they're both having the same Alaska connection. So check that out. Alaskan Alt Style Red Amber Ale from Alaskan Brewing Company in Alaska for the abv it's actually 5.3 percent and comes in a 16 ounce bottle definitely do check it out okay let's talk about true detective from hbo and also streaming on max formerly known as max before i talk about the show here's something we all need to know and that is this show is far different from other shows i've talked about here in the bruce old podcast in terms of content and also kinds of some graphic nature it's a really dark show a lot of extreme content from the show is definitely coming for the next five episodes and episode one definitely gives a hint of what is to come now some you probably have already seen the show or be watching the show, but also be aware it's a really dark show and it's also not for everybody, but it's also in my view a solid work of art. So here's my recap of episode 1 from season 4 of True Detective from HBO just to note will spoilers. So here we go. For season 4 of True Detective from HBO, it takes place in Alaska, a remote part of the world and also considered last frontier of the United States. And here's a synopsis. Two former police partners who reunite years after murder case that that splits them apart, Two former police partners must put aside their differences and resentment for one another to focus on the investigation of a case involving a group of missing scientists from a close-by scientific facility in Alaska. For episode 1, a long period of night sets in, in Alaska as, for the next few days, there will be no sunlight. The scientists, who operate the TSL Arctic Research Station, all vanish without a trace. To solve the case, detectives Liz Danvers, played by Jody Foster, along with Kaylee Reese, who plays Evangelist navarro all have to confront the darkness they carry in themselves and dig into the haunted truths that lie buried under the eternal ice so here we go Alaska it's seen as the last frontier even in the modern world but in the universe of true detective is a site of very disturbing mystery that will grip and unite two former police partners who will also operate and also work together reluctantly for the intro of the episode we do see a hunter take aim at a group of caribou only see the caribou run away in unison. Now, this occurs during the daytime, but also a long winter night is coming. There will be several days of winter and a long winter night in Alaska with no daylight. So, for season 4, there will be no daylight as we see night sky throughout the entire season 4 storyline, which really does match the theme of this really dark season of True Detective from HBO. Now, going back to the research facility, we see a group of scientists, all of the men going about their business in the dead of night in a long Alaskan winter night. All seems well at first. We hear the Beatles playing in the background from a from the film Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a film I'm happy to never seen. We see it as a very sophisticated and elaborate research facility in a very remote part of Alaska. Instead when a scientist approaches a colleague who is in fear, the scientist approaches this colleague who turns around in fear of having a seizure by saying that she is awake. However though, we don't know who she is, at least not yet. Hinting that something isn't right in the facility. Then going flash forward in the future, not long after the scene, at an unspecified time frame afterwards, a man delivered to deliver supplies to the facility. He requests help from the scientists only here no one is around and appears he has company as you briefly see someone or something move quickly in the distance. Upon further investigation, the delivery man sees a tongue on the ground. We then get introduced to one of our central characters, Evangeline Navarro, who is an Alaskan State Trooper in Alaska. For Navarro's first appearance, she handles a domestic abuse case at a canning facility, showing herself to be quite formidable as an Alaska State trooper. The episode then transitions over to Detective Liz Danvers, played by Jodie Foster. Danvers is a chief of local police department, who is also someone who lives a very active sex life on Tinder, and who loves fantasy football. It also appears she may have Minnesota connections, given she wears a Minnesota Vikings shirt later in the episode. For Danvers, she arrives at the facility after supporting abandoned by the delivery guy. A couple of fellow officers, she sees an eerie scene given to darkness outside, and there's also a copy of the film The Thing on a Shelf, showing me a potential hint of what this could be in terms of the mystery, and also probably from the mysterious movement from earlier in the episode. The scene from the movie continues to play repeatedly on the TV from the film Führer's Bueller's Day Off, and the song The Beatles keeps playing as well like in a loop. The officers tell Danvers they're unable to make it stop, as it does get on the nerves. The film scene also from the movie also appears to strike a nerve and Danvers as well for unknown reasons. A determined Danvers is then able to disable the TV making the song stop playing. All appears intact in the facility as a scientist just got up and left with no one around. Detective Danvers concludes the men may have been missing for at least 48 hours possibly more given her observations of the crime scene. It's since she and her fellow officers investigate the tongue that was found on the floor which is the most significant clue they can find as there's also no signs of violence or a struggle. The episode didn't shows a woman named Rose skinning an animal who's then greeted by someone who at first I thought was one of the missing scientists. It appears they know each other as it also appears this man named Travis also appears to be a ghost of her late lover who is also asking her to follow him. But given his appearance as he's also not dressed for the winter elements, this seems to be something far more sinister. Still though, he has her full attention and she's also oddly calm. Detective Danvers orders a full-scale search involving helicopters to find the missing scientist this is met with opposition from one of her deputies named Hank, who also believes the scientists are probably out on an expedition might return to the facility. Still though, Detective Danvers is in phase and helicopter search proceeds. Here's the thing though, the opposition from Hank really does show that he's probably some kind of guy to watch out for, because why does he not want helicopters looking for these guys? That there is something is suspicious in my viewpoint, and it could be a problem for Danvers later in the season. So, there could be more to this at play in the mystery. Danvers arrives back to her police station, who is also greeted by her former partner, Navarro who also asks about the case she once worked at Danvers with, as Reese just learned about the details of the missing scientist case. Navarro confronts Danvers about a possible connection with the missing scientist case to the Annie case, the very same case that tore apart Navarro and Danvers. At first though, Danvers does not want to bring the case of Annie into the scientist case, despite Navarro seeing the connection between the two cases. For the Annie case, it occurred 6 years ago prior to the events of the season 4 storyline. The case involves a Native American woman named Annie. K., who was found dead with her tongue removed. The case of Andy K. was never solved. The case went cold, creating a rift between Police Chief Danvers and a former colleague, Navarro who remained obsessed with it even after being removed and transferred to state troopers. For Navarro, she does see the sighting of the missing tongue as a potential connection to the case of Annie Kaye and the missing scientist. Now, it's clear these two former police partners have a negative history from the Annie K case, given how the investigation went and how the case was conducted, explaining why Navarro became an Alaskan state trooper. In their history, they once had a good connection. They had so much love and respect for one another. But something went wrong in the Annie K case. However, with some relationships, really good things go wrong and fall apart, and including these deep connections, but they respect one another's skills, and they know they need each other to solve this complex case and disturbing case that may involve the supernatural. However, though, it can very well likely involve a connection to their past Aniket case, given the sighting of the tongue at the research facility. However, Danvers and Navarro do remain as their primary characters in this complex mystery, who are also reluctant to work with one another. They're surrounded by an eclectic cast of characters such as Rose, a mysterious woman with a possibly supernatural connection to the town of Enos, Hank Pryor, a rather mediocre cop who's also been waiting patiently for his long-distance girlfriend to come to town, and who also lives in Russia. Hank's son Peter who is also a cop and one of Danvers' deputies, and who is also loyal to Danvers, and also at the expense of his family life. It's a unique cast of characters that comes well together. As this complex case unfolds, we see the more mundane parts of Danvers' job as a cop in the isolated small town Alaska known as Enos. She deals with a daughter who posts a questionable video on the internet, an eccentric DUI driver in a police department that does not respect her authority as chief. We also do see she's active on Tinder and loves fantasy football. It appears that she lives a rather lonely life and sees Tinder and fantasy football as an escape from that lonely life. Later in the episode, she has one of her deputies go to his father's house, who is also named Deputy Peter. Danvers asks Peter to retrieve the Andy K. Case files, which are oddly enough being kept at his father's house. This may show a renewed interest in Andy K. Case by Danvers, giving there's a potential connection between her and the missing scientist. Later that night, after getting the files, Danvers wakes up to see a one-eyed polar bear toy on her bedroom floor which gets her attention. Danvers then reviews the case files from Annie Kay and also the ones from the Missy Scientist investigation to see if there's a connection between the two cases. From her research, Danvers does see a potential connection between the two cases. From seeing the pink parka Annie Kay was wearing, that is also worn by a scientist from one of the photos of the scientist at the research facility. This is pretty unique, and I do wonder were the scientists involved in some way, and also can Andy be the person they're worried about at the start of the episode? For Navarro, we see her visit a man at the mining facility. Navarro visits him after he gets off work, and he asks her about updates on the case involving his sister who's also Andy Kay. For Navarro, she says so far there are no updates on the case, and they go back home to discuss the case. It is clear he does not want the case to be revisited, however, Navarro is determined to solve the case of Andy Kay. He then asks Navarro, Navarro, if she believes in God, and she says yes, he asks her why, and she almost mentions why, and we see a moment showing what appears to be a flashback in combat, from a battlefield likely in Iraq or Afghanistan, showing that Navarro does indeed have a military background, and has seen a lot of combat action, and also shows she saw combat overseas. So I'm thinking for Navarro, her combat experience probably explains why she believes in a higher power. Afterwards, we see her answer a domestic dispute call, showing other parts of her daily life as an Alaskan state trooper. Navarro then sees a one-eyed polar bear resembling the one found at Danvers' home, but this one is real. Now I definitely do believe there's something special about this one-eyed polar bear. It's wandered through the streets of town and has some kind of connection to Navarro and Danvers what the connection is has yet to be seen. As for Danvers, she goes back to the research facility looking for clues and leads only to find Navarro there as well. At first, Danvers doesn't want her there, but Navarro is also very persistent, and together they look for a parka that may have been connected to the case of the scientist and also Annie Kay. Ford the senior talk about their history with one another and how things probably went wrong. They're there alone together in that facility, so they got a bond and get it together in order to solve this case. We see the two of them arguing about the case, showing further tension between Danvers and Navarro. Now later in the episode Rose, follows the ghost of Travis, the ghost leaves Rose to a remote part of Alaska and shows her something to also blow the case wide open, as she also been shown the bodies of all the missing scientists. For Danvers and Navarro, they're still back at the research facility and the lights start to flicker. Showing something very ominous is at play, maybe they're not alone in that facility after all. They get a call to the facility about the missing bodies being found. They arrived at a very remote location. Rose is there saying that she was told by Travis that the bodies were there. It turns out Navarro knows who Travis is, and she tells Rose that Travis is no longer around Rose, she tells Navarro it was indeed him who showed her the bodies that it was his ghost who showed her the bodies of the missing scientist. Something that Navarro probably does believe or appears to at least. For the episode's final moments, we see Danvers and Navarro side by side looking at the bodies of the missing scientist who are all now confirmed dead and that's how the episode ends. So overall, from the very start of the series, I like what I see so far. A a great storyline, great casting as well and Jodie Foster does well as her character of Danvers in this series and also in the very first episode. We see a lot going on between Danvers and Navarro and their personal history, but they're reunited under some very negative circumstances to solve a very disturbing case while also revisiting the cold case from their past. How will they solve it, I don't know, but a lot will happen in the next five episodes as it's also a six episode limited series from HBO. The thing is though, here are my questions and observations and possible theories from we could probably expect going forward in season 4. For my first one, the copy of the movie The Thing and seeing Ferris Bueller's Day Off and that Beatles song on TV from the first episode, in my view was no accident. I think those are there for a purpose and there are clues to what's happening with this mystery. The Thing is a very famous science fiction movie from the 80s and I definitely do believe that what Danvers and Navarro dealing with here is not from this world and it's probably more supernatural. Personally, I don't think their suspect is human. I think it's something else. Something deeper. Something darker and more disturbing. They'll figure it out as the episodes do play out for season 4 because I definitely don't think they're dealing with the human suspect here. I think it's something much bigger than that. And the clues of the thing and Fear of Day Off and the Beatles song are major giveaways of what could come for the next 5 episodes. For another clue there was also whoever was moving in the base when the delivery Man did arrive. I think there's something else going on with this because I just can't think of this being a human being doing all these disappearances and a potential murder of Annie K. So that's just my main theory right now that is, whoever did the disappearance and also whoever killed Annie K is not human and probably not from this world. For number two Were the scientists involved in something more sinister? I'm starting to think so to be honest. I mean, these scientists, they're probably researching global warming, environmental topics in this isolated part of the world in Alaska, but maybe something much deeper more sinister is going on behind the scenes that has yet to be revealed. I mean, we don't know nothing about these scientists, their true nature of the work, and probably if they're hiding something. I definitely think they're hiding something, and probably involves that phrase, she is awake, which we saw at the beginning of the episode. So scientists, in my view, they're probably up to no good. They probably aren't the best group of guys and whatever they were screwing with probably came back to bite them in the ass. And while they were found dead and frozen in the Alaskan wilderness. For number three that is, could others be involved in the murders of the scientists and also Annie Kay from the town and also the police department as well? That there's another theory I definitely do have. I mean for that dude who's a deputy for Danvers I have case files at his house, including one for Annie K. that there, in my view is a major red flag. I mean yeah he had to take them home due to a flood we never gave them back to the police department and was also reluctant to give annie k's file back to danvers why is he doing that well personally there's something going on there we have yet to see because he could be up to something he's hiding something i just don't know what it is and maybe he's probably involved with a scientist or maybe even annie k for my final one it is, who is this ghost that Rose saw and what role will this ghost play in this season? The ghost is going to play a major role I just don't know yet, but here's something we do know right now. There is a supernatural element at play in this mystery involving the scientist and also Annie K. What role that ghost plays has yet to be seen, but also, who is this ghost? That another question I Delphi do have, and it's also nice Revelation to have in Episode 1, as this helped move the story forward for Season 4. For Rose, who is she? Because only she can see this ghost. However, maybe Navarro can see this ghost as well. For this ghostly character, he definitely has knowledge of where to find the bodies and probably holds other answers as well just like the one with Annie Kay in that mystery who could probably be insightful and also give answers to Danvers and Navarro and solve his very complex mystery with the scientist. So that there are my questions and observations from episode 1 of the 4th season of True Detective from HBO. It's off to a strong start. It's got a nice mystery to it. Two great characters who are also detectives looking to solve a very disturbing mystery while solving a case at the same time. I can't wait to see what happens in episode 2. For now though that is where I'll leave it. And that should do it for me this episode of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast and please rate this podcast on your Zard podcast directory as feedback is always appreciated. Please stay tuned for recaps of True Detective Season 4 from HBO, recaps of the 2023 NFL season in the House House Lombardi, craft beer content, guest interviews, and other topics of interest. Please check out his podcast over on Instagram at Bruce still podcast over on instagram please do enjoy joys, get beer bourbon whiskey on this winter season i'm your host brandon thank you for joining me and also next time until then be brewed and be the still folks cheers <laughs>